Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm your co-host, Youngmi Mayer. And I'm your other co-host, Brian Park. And today uh, we're going to, we have an email, feelingasianpodcast at gmail.com. And we've asked for people to send in questions if they want to talk about, uh, if they want us to talk about a certain topic. Or if they want advice on anything, <laughs> even though <laughs> Youngmi and I'm I are not you. experts. <laughs> My life is... Uh, hot mess so if you want my <laughs> advice okay but <laughs> i um, guess no a big reason why we wanted to do this is that uh we young me and i we saw a lot of these questions and you know we received multiple questions surrounding the same topic but yeah. we feel that a lot of these questions are really insightful really great and we feel that they would resonate with a lot of you guys and at the end of the day we're just trying to build a community here where there should be no apologies about anything and if you're sincerely curious or if you have these feelings that you don't know who to turn to feel free to shoot a question to us because we want to talk about it publicly and hopefully this will invoke a larger discussion and we want you guys to all be involved yeah and it was a great way for us to see what is on the minds of asian americans right 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 and <laughs> if you guys have and we'd really appreciate it if you're listening screenshot share us on instagram twitter whatever yeah and young me and i will repost that yeah and that's that's it that's it <laughs> that's what you get for yeah all and, your we'll, and we'll dm you thank you <laughs> we sure will but before we dive into this more you know this more intimate more collaborative episode young me how are you feeling oh my god brian i have had a week uh -oh. i've had a week brian uh -oh. nothing good ever comes after i've had a week <laughs> <laughs> um okay so i i want to talk about this because i know that i touched on this a little bit um about my ex-boyfriend where yes. remember the email he, yeah I he said sent he you said an email that you felt mean. was abusive and mean well <laughs> and i said that that caused me to like turn off my feeling turn off my emotions toward him it was literally like a light switch where i was like i don't care about this person right I was so mean yeah. what i didn't what i didn't address um was the fact that it was extremely misogynistic oh, and it's like an issue that i had while in the relationship because it was like sort of like very under the surface and i c felt feelings about it but i could never really point a finger at it you know what i mean right and after the email where it was openly misogynistic i i was like i knew it there it is you know what i mean it was like uh and obviously i discussed the email with my therapist and she was like you were right you know you kept saying that you felt this way and i i couldn't really see any clear signs of it but mm -hmm. here it is he referred to me as a different types of animals like about maybe five to ten times in the email wait what well which is like a red flag because it's like seeing me as not human right you know? right anyway different well okay it was, i don't i don't want to get into <laughs> we don't have to get into it <laughs> and so uh, anyway so i was like oh there it is i i knew it i'm gonna move on my life now right yeah afterward he's he's been emailing me apology emails like okay. extreme he's very apologetic and yeah. you know like i i fucking get it people have a like i've sent emotional thing actually what i do is i write it out and then i never send it which somebody mm. told me to do yeah because and when you're overwhelmed with emotion we yeah. don't act rationally and so we'll I, just yeah so that's a trick that i do yeah. to not email people things like that um but 
he's been sending me apology emails and then something very upsetting do you read them do you block yes, them I, I, I just like sort of skim through it yeah but it's also like at this point i because i'm not emotionally tied to You're this like, person anymore I'm i like, don't want doesn't matter you to what you say me, man yeah. like yeah like whatever he says it's not gonna really bother me anyway so I sure sure it. but the last email a few days ago i wanted to talk about because i feel like this is a very important thing to talk about with women and especially people that are in relationships with cis straight men and in this society how that translates between relationships with straight women and straight men um because the last email he sent me a few days ago was it just said the subject just said please listen to this and it was just an episode of a podcast where a woman discusses how she discovered that she has borderline personality disorder oh what insinuating that that you have have bpd yes jesus and i obviously didn't listen to the episode and i was just looking at it like the sheer like classic misogyny that that is to call a woman crazy right after literally i've not been interacting with him for the last few months right never replying to any email Mm mm-hmm you know what I mean? Like, how misogynistic is that? Like, you like rather than rather than accepting that you don't want to communicate with him at this time, yeah, and <clears throat> accepting that you would just rather process your emotions on your own, yeah. And because you're not responding to him, he's painting you as a crazy person. And like, how harmful yeah. that is to women. Like, literally, like less than a hundred years ago, this is how men, you know, like would fuck with women. Right, they because would say, if you don't get bitch. what you feel like you deserve, yeah. then clearly you're a crazy bitch. Yeah, this oh, send her to the loony bin. She's yeah. crazy because oh I God. was cheating on her and she hit me with a fucking fry pan. Yeah, crazy. Like it's like that sort of shit, you know? Right. Like men doing things to fuck with women and then calling them insane. Right, it's right. So deeply mis. I, I was I okay. It took my breath away. And also, there's like such a layer of arrogance because I see a therapist yeah who is a professional right yeah the the idea that he was seeing something in me like an illness in me that she can't <laughs> she couldn't catch <laughs> like oh like you know like do you know what i mean like that's so arrogant well is your therapist a woman yes yeah I see to- i told her i'm a man her. so i know more than <laughs> this licensed I mean, I don't professional know. I, is that woman. another right, right and i right. T- obviously talked to her about this and she was like borderline personality disorder is such an intense illness like yeah. that is that is such an intense like disorder <laughs> right 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 <laughs> and i was looking at her like okay but this is it brian this is where this is where it gets fucking this is where it gets fucking chaotic brian <laughs> young this is where it gets a, ca- i'm doing high, high kicks, kicks right i'm doing now? fucking high kicks this is where it gets a little fucking chaotic brian because the timing of the email was very unfortunate oh no because <laughs> oh no oh no i i don't know if you I'm know scared. this what i'm about to say i was having sex with somebody okay and i'm gonna tell you when i read this email I was while having, you no, were no, no, having no, no, sex no, with no, them no no, not during this. <laughs> the timing was unfortunate. Not during the sex, obviously. Um, I was having sex with somebody, had an intense orgasm, and then oh. started sobbing violently. Oh my god! During sex. Oh Jesus! I, to the point where I couldn't, like, I couldn't stop crying. Oh So fuck. I just ran out of his apartment. Oh my god! While sobbing violently, 
putting my panties on literally walking out the door like (laughs) (laughs) and then i was like out i'm like i'm gonna i'm like laying down at this point and then i was like standing out in the fucking street waiting for my uber right and for like for some reason that's when i decided to check my email oh my god <laughs> i just see this email you're like you're like <laughs> you're like i orgasmed i i sobbed violently <laughs> i'm of clear conscious and clear mind now let me check my Sob- work emails just violently <laughs> sobbing on the streets of bushwick like <laughs> uh, I'm a personality. I was, and then i saw the email and i was like i was like fuck that i don't i'm not fucking crazy what the fuck and then i was like wait a minute <laughs> i <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute okay man, why am i crying <laughs> like what's going on okay which i i only say this I, because it's hilarious but also, but also because this is a, this is a fucked up shit like i was telling my therapist about this yeah. and i was like for a second for a split second i was like i am unwell you know because that's right. how insidious that kind of fucking misogyny is because yeah. you know and then i talked to my therapist and she was like uh okay so what what were you feeling and i was like well i was having sex and i had an orgasm and then i felt i really like this person yeah. and this person just doesn't care about me and it, it, it like i and then i was like that's that's sad that's a sad feeling yeah you know absolutely. what i mean and that's like a normal response to have are you okay when you I'm, I'm totally fine. because this is to me this just sounds like a convergence Chaotic. of so many different emotions yeah. that will like impact anyone greatly well, well so i did spiral lightly because i was <laughs> like he doesn't like me i really like him he doesn't like me yeah. no one's ever gonna love me <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like that sort of spiral you know of course yeah which is totally fine because i have had a like negligent abuse child past from my childhood that's just something that i process and she was like okay so you had an emotion yeah you had a thought and it was sad so you cried maybe you shouldn't run out (laughs) screaming (laughs) but but um it's totally those are just all totally healthy emotions to go through do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't have borderline personality disorder. <laughs> I got overwhelmed with fucking <laughs> emotions. That's actually healthy. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, and so, but for a split second standing out there, I was like, am I cra-? And then I was like, you know, I'm not fucking crazy. This is some gaslighting fucking bullshit. Right. It's, it's bullshit. It's, I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to take this. Yeah, great. And I, and in the moment I felt like, Ooh, I'm like strong because back you know, even like if I was younger, yeah, I would have thought that I'm crazy, right? And, and I, I would have given some like weight, weight to, to that email and yeah. been like, maybe I'm crazy. But then I was like strong enough mentally to be like, I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. This is abuse. This is abusive, mm-hmm. and it doesn't like it has nothing to do with me. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I felt really happy right. that I had that sort of the capacity emotionally and mentally to understand that. I think that's great. <laughs> well, not what what you went through, but the way yeah. you were able to process all of those events. Yeah. And you're not ashamed for expressing the overwhelming emotions you felt in both of those instances. Yes. And I'm not ashamed of my emotions at no. all. I mean, I, you know, obviously, like, I feel bad that that was very, like, dramatic. And I was like, okay, I'm to the other person. I, w- I felt bad for the other person. I right, was like, right. I'm so, you know, like not i didn't feel bad because of my emotions i felt bad because like i i like should have communicated and talked right right because it's it's weird if someone screams while crying and then runs out of your house that's weird right right but um 
I don't feel ashamed about anything, any of it. I'm not. I don't have borderline personality disorder. And I know that. My doctor knows that. <laughs> Who is a licensed professional. A licensed professional knows that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Also, I told that story to my mom. And she <laughs> laughed so hard. <laughs> Korean mom. She was laughing so... She was, like, literally shitting her pants when I told her. Oh, my God. I was like, mom, I was spiraling because I... Because I f feel like no one can love me because I don't believe that you love me. And you're and like, do you, like, is it funny? And she's like, I just don't know what to say. And this is what's coming out is just laughter. <laughs> she was laughing. So then she was like, haha, I think she forgets sometimes that she's my mom. Right. Like I'm talking about her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how are you feeling, Brian? That was it for me. That was, uh, no, thanks for sharing. I'm totally fine now, by the way. Th because you know why? I let I, I let the emotion out. Yeah. Where it, and now it lives there. Yeah. You know, I, I'm over it. I know you're totally fine because when I answered the door this morning, I... I didn't, I had just taken a shower and you were like, are you okay? You look crazy. Your hair is all over the place. You looked a little, yes. Deranged. A little like you were going through something. But I'm good now. Okay. Um, how? So I am feeling, uh, yesterday was Thanksgiving and I went over to my sister's and brother-in-law's and I have a five-year-old niece and a newborn nephew. Uh, my newborn nephew, Oliver, he's so cute, but he's still just this blob. Like, he, you know, he, he just sleeps all day. So I, I haven't developed as strong of an emotional attachment to him as I do with my niece, right. Elise. And I don't, you know, it was really, really great spending time with them. And I'm, I, I think there's like something going on with my biological clock <gasps> where I just, I see how much meaning that my niece and nephew like a new type of fulfillment, a new type of meaning that they have given my uh, my sister and brother-in-law, like in terms of what what a life is to them. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's, I don't know, my interactions with Elise and just like hanging out with even my newborn nephew, I, I don't know. I really want to be a dad. Wow. <laughs> Brian, oh, yeah. Brian wants to be a dad. That's so sweet. So you you feel like this, like the biological urge Something, to yeah. sire children? Like, wow. you know, when I first started uh, pursuing a career in comedy and entertainment, uh -huh. I had these, um, you know, I had these ambitions of wanting, hopefully obtaining like a larger platform so I can subvert uh, like a lot of stereotypes that are displaced onto asian americans and demystify a lot of the uh, aspects of our community and just you know empower people within our community and i still hold those passions but nowadays i don't know i think since going to therapy since uh taking classes at acting conservatory where i am from day to day i am constantly uh practicing and engaging in this way this version of myself where i'm very in touch with my emotions and i'm very honest and yeah. communicative about my emotions that i don't i don't know it's like very strange for me i think mm. after leaving my sister's place i've i've had a hunch but there's a, like a stronger feeling more than ever where i'm just like hmm maybe i just want to Rather than having these desires of being like super famous or whatever comes with that. Yeah. Maybe I just want to go to grad school, like go to Columbia grad school, become a therapist, be able to work with clients that I'm very passionate about and just 
connect and mm. embrace and champion people to work through their emotional issues not even issues or just be able to speak openly to their emotions mm -hmm. but at the same time just being a good dad right <laughs> is that crazy that's not crazy <laughs> but i feel like that's very normal that's yeah. what most people want right like a career that makes them happy and children right i think i think <laughs> well, do you think I, that's you're like does that sound crazy <laughs> that's what i want <laughs> um no I, for such a long time throughout most of my 20s I was so singularly focused on my career yeah. where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sacrifice dating. I'm going to sacrifice all these things because it's so hard to make it as a comedian. Yeah. Like this is all I want to do. Mm -hmm. And if I never get married, then fuck it. That just, that's just the side effect that happens. Right. Where now I'm like, I, I just really want to be a good dad. Mm. That's, I just want to, I just want to be a good dad and like be able to, I don't know. I just want that. Cute. I mean, why why can't you have that and a comedy career? You I can't have I can't have both. Yeah. I can't have both. But also, yeah. I haven't been doing as much stand up lately because um, this podcast has been. I enjoy doing this more. Mm. And I've in the past, I would shame myself like, why am I not doing as much stand up? But it's okay. You know, I like doing this podcast. I like yeah. connecting with people. I like being able to encourage others to speak truthfully to their emotions. Yeah, and I'm fine with that right yeah it, it's it is satiating in a way also i have been maybe pulling away a little bit from stand-up because yeah. there's something so mm, not genuine about it that i'm That's like some of my frustrations right? too. Yeah. yeah because it's like you know i think it's funny to tell like i don't know just because like you know when you do stand-up a lot and then you start just following like the formulaic joke structure yeah and it's just like part of it for me is just that jokes i would say the majority of jokes are jokes are inherently emotional deflection mm, yeah yeah exactly like you're trying to alleviate a deeper emotion that exists right by in the form of a joke because mm -hmm. you're communicating to others like it's funny it's okay i'm good i'm good mm -hmm. when in actuality like you could go a little bit deeper and be more truthful about the emotional the emotion that inspired that joke even yeah there's no room for nuance like right. you can't be like no it did like, i have a joke about being raped you know <laughs> like this is a terrible this just, is a was perfect a, example i was just about to say where we there's should a get into the advice but <laughs> oh yeah okay like, i'm not gonna say it i'm just it's right. I, i'm never gonna say that joke again because no one ever laughs but uh, oh, God. <laughs> and then i'm just like that's it that was it oh my god this is so bad yeah so that's just how i'm feeling you know i think yeah. i'm in a period of my life right now where hmm. I'm just uh, reevaluating what my shift in your priorities and mm. just what my desires are. Mm, okay. And I just know I really want to be a dad. Oh, that's great, Brian. Yeah. Wow. But anyways, let's let's jump into the okay. meat of this episode, which okay. is where we answer our fan emails. Yeah. And I'm really excited. Yeah. We picked a few of them that we kept seeing, right? The subject. Right. But the, so the first one is uh, it's from a man named Mike. It, it was, this is the one that was a really long email, but this we was, sort of like boiled we, it down. We boiled it down. Yeah, and yeah. listeners, uh, this is a pretty heavy, this, this carries a lot with it. And, and a lot of people, I feel like, contact us about this subject. Right. So uh, it, what I'm going to say next, it's, I'm just going to read what he wrote. It's going gonna, it's gonna to feel a little long, but I think if you stick through it, you're going to find a lot of aspects in this question that you could that would resonate with you. So Mike wrote, I think this will be part advice seeking, part storytelling. My question straight up and something I am consistently asking myself is, 
What else can I do to earn a meaningful relationship with someone? As a 33-year-old male at this point, growing up in white-ass Seattle Mm. and spending time in the Bay Area, I have not had any success in dating, with only a two-year relationship as my longest one Mm. and long droughts in between. I've worked hard to better myself to be more attractive on top of all the privileges I already have. I'm six foot four, athletically built. People tell me I'm charismatic, confident, funny, generous, a good listener and conversationalist, and emotionally available. I have a laundry list of hobbies that I'm told make me super interesting. I'm also very successful professionally. Mm. I especially make it a point to validate others and their feelings because I know how important it is for one to feel heard. On the flip side, validation for myself? Sorry, parking garage is closed. And yet, of the seven years I spent in the Bay Area, the first five I had little luck dating. And the two years I spent in SF, I had no less than 30 women, no joke, tell me that, oh, I just don't date Asian men. Both solicited and unsolicited. To my face. I've even had friends go to bat for me, only for them to come back and say, sorry man, she says she doesn't date Asian guys, before she even meets me. Mm -hmm. And these have primarily, but not all, have been Asian women. I even have another friend who was told during a girls' night that she would use Hinge because it has fewer Asian guys. Oh my god. Yikes. They proceeded to say they can't date Asian guys because they remind me of my brother and I've got nothing in common with them. Then they proceed to complain about how weird all the white guys they date are since they don't take off their shoes or respect their parents. What am I supposed to do about this? I can be as confident and throw out as much swagger as anyone or be the most interesting man in the world. Mm -hmm. But when Mm -hmm. such a significant portion of the Asian female population doesn't even view me as worthwhile, Mm -hmm. much less women from any other race, I only have so much emotional capacity before I am exhausted, depressed, and forever alone. And it comes back to the same question every time. The same thing I ask myself every day. What can I do to become a more interesting and better person? Because the reality is, if I stop asking myself that question, the only other place to go is toxic. And Mm. I'd rather not. Okay. I want to just start by validating all the all the concerns he has in the email because yeah. i don't want to be like because i feel like a lot of people are like no it's you <laughs> no one has problems with asian men but that is a very big part of american culture it's been sort of like ingrained in this society yeah to you know see asian men as not sexually viable and i just want to validate all the concerns that he has um I guess Brian, why don't you talk about this? Because you, I feel like why, no, I'm sorry. I feel like you I'm just, just toss it off to me. You're like thinking, well, because, like, and you're what like, do you, no, no, uh, what do you think? Here. No, no, what do you think? Because I feel like you, I, you know, I don't have experience with this. Yeah, so. I mean, first and foremost, uh, it sounds what you're going through right now, Mike, is just super, super frustrating. And I've been in the same place. Um, mm. You know, in my early 20s, I just assumed that asian women not asian women just like women in general didn't find asian men attractive Mm. and so i mean that manifested in toxic behavior in me where i would prefer to sleep with white women as a way to compensate for that lack of sexual viability that asian men are perceived to possess right and it was a way to like boost my own confidence of like oh well like you don't think Asian men are hot? Well, I'm fucking white women. Look at mm. me. And it's so Ooh, fucked. It's so fucked like, up and well, horrible. Well, it's understandable because yeah. they're like put, you know, the fact that this country is like a white supremacist con- country. <laughs> and you always get so uncomfortable when I say that. I'm but not, Brian, not. it's true. Okay. And, you know, like, and, you know, like it materializing in such an obvious way, right. you know, in your head. It's, you know, and, and it's horrible because it's, it's me, that behavior is me playing to the game of white people. And yeah. that's what they want. That's what they want. Right. And 
Um, Did you ever find that if you had like a white girlfriend and you'd go out in public, people would be like, yeah, good for you. Like, did you ever feel that? I, honestly, I would get that from other Asian guys Ugh. where they would be like, oh, you, you made it. Like, you did it. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. But, you know, that's I, I, it doesn't I don't like saying that this is what I felt at the time, but it is just a part of me. And I've since been able to reconcile and improve myself since yeah. then. And, you know, Mike, I think you're what you're doing is uh, it's not easy to come forward with these kinds of emotions. And it is very frustrating. And I think you're doing the right thing currently in that constantly ask yourself, like, wow, what can you do to improve yourself? And in my personal experience with dating, I don't I've often found the most success with dating when I cared the least because I was so Mm. involved, self-involved with my own personal projects, whether Mm. it be through work or if I'm just busy handling like a family matter or if I'm just if I just don't have the space to date because um i think that i feel that like with with dating it's it's almost a cat and mouse game in the Mm. way that you can't be too hungry because it might uh overwhelm women like they can smell they can kind of sense that not desperation yeah but i think it turns off like from my experience it just turns off women if you're just too eager Mm -hmm. because the i've it's been i've been more successful dating once i've realized okay i'm doing i'm focusing on just how to improve myself right. if i te- if i meet someone that i connect with uh-huh. that's amazing it's an added bonus yeah but if i don't it's still great because i'm in i i'm doing all these things that i want to be doing right. and i feel like i'm living the best version of myself so dating yeah. is just should just for me it's it's just like a it's just like an extra bonus like if i meet someone great if i don't i'm still it's still okay do you know what i'm saying yeah so i don't i don't yeah. make it this like fundamental priority in my life where i'm like i need to date someone right now mm-hmm. because then, i get it you yeah, know yeah. I, mean? I mean you you're a woman you what are your what's your yeah. experience with that with like guys i don't know i mean is something is, is anything i'm saying like problematic huh. or weird mm-hmm. no i mean i feel like a little bit like it's i think there's an issue here that what he is saying is true like america we have this issue here yeah that is definitely true and so it's almost like i yeah i guess like what you're saying is like you really can't do that much about it so you should just focus on you and live your life which is what he's doing under the fucking shitty shadow of this fucked up racism in this country right which is like what yeah what are you gonna do you have to just fucking go through it i i i don't think there's anything problematic with what you're saying it's unfortunate that you know the only thing you can do is turn inward and work on yourself in the face of this really shitty situation that's literally not going to alleviate in our country right right? and i think that alleviated um my uh the, the basically the way i i want to i like to conduct myself now is mm-hmm. just be honest and yeah. just be vulnerable and just be authentic mm-hmm. and don't hide any of those aspects of yourself that's just how, because that's how you get a partner man because yeah you know you have these frustrations about dating as an asian man you know if you meet someone that you you connect with express that yeah because there are women out there who empathize with the circumstance that you're in mm-hmm. and i have met women who have even on dates have asked me like what is it like dating as an asian man because mm, wow. it's, it's, it must be really frustrating wow because they've they it's they see it it's pervasive mm-hmm. they witness it 
And yeah, you know, if if as long as I know I'm being authentic, I'm being honest, and I, I'm I'm not afraid to share every facet of my personality, mm-hmm. and the woman is not interested in me, that's okay. Yeah, then because at the end, of, that's I, not I, the one. I would rather know sooner than later. Yeah, that we're not compatible. Yeah, that's great advice. Like, I don't think there's a right way or a wrong way to make yourself look more attractive to yeah, a partner. Yeah, that sounds kind of like the game, you know, that, right. that pickup artist. There's, there's no, there's no game. The there's only, no game. The only game is look inward, and when you're when you're engaging with women or when you're engaging with someone that you're very attracted to, yeah. How how forth how authentic are you being? Mm, yeah, yeah. Because it sounds a, like Mike is already on the right track, though. He's saying, "I just want to have a real connection with somebody." That's yeah. That's great. Yeah, and you know he's not being like I want, I want my numbers, of course, body of course. count to go up or whatever. No, my only concern is like he's aware that mm. if he didn't constantly strive to improve himself, this yeah. can lead to toxic behavior. Mm-hmm. And I think, and yeah. we touched on this on the Sable episode that yeah, there is toxic Asian male masculinity. Yeah, because they think of think about it in that way, like that you know, like think about women as like a. a like a numbers thing you know it's like i want like i want to fuck like 500 women or you know it's like yeah. the game sort of the way of looking at women is very toxic right and they and feel that asian women by dating a white men like they're doing a dessert like they sh- you know they feel that they're like wronging the male asian community also you know i always want to talk about this i want to talk about how asian women because i i know there's like asian women out there that only date white men that is just <coughs> There's so much fucked up shit going on there, too. It's so fucked up, man. Right. I mean, uh, it just... I don't think anyone should just say... Or, you know, it's fine if you have a preference, but racial preferences are so uncomfortable for me. Right. I mean... And for them to openly say... Like, you know when he was saying that all these women are saying things like this to his face? Well, yeah. I think that's crazy. That is crazy. I've never... I don't have one friend that would say something like that. Like... Uh, obviously they some people probably think it but i w- i don't know anyone that would straight up be like ew asian guy like i would not hang out with people like that right so if any of these people are your friends mike cut yeah, the cord don't like, hang out with them right and don't hang out with that you don't need that fucking shit in your life absolutely not and it clearly it's and distressing why- to you so yeah obviously it's like upsetting if you're like actually interested in somebody and she says something like that but fuck that fuck like that you can't you know, it's upsetting to see toxic Don't, behavior yeah. from other people, mm. but you know, th- that change has to happen from the individual. Like you yeah. can't, no matter what you tell them, like they can't, they have to realize it on the, on them, like by themselves, yeah. that what they're doing is wrong. And if an, a- if it's like Asian woman saying that to you, that's so much internalized racism that she has against herself to right. say something like that. Right. That is like fucking don't hang out with that person. That's a, totally. that's a fucking hot mess happening in your head. Right. And I only s- suck white dick. What the fuck are you talking about? It's crazy. Jesus, it's go crazy. away. Please go away. It's crazy. And you know, Mike, <laughs> it, it sounds like you're you're constantly trying to improve yourself and you're putting yourself out there. You know, even the apps, like yeah, like the apps are just uh, it's 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 this envir- pressure cooker environment that brings up like toxic even more toxic behavior because yeah it's it happens in the gay community on grinder where a lot of men will write like oh, no, no gay asians. like no asians yeah, no yeah. blacks sorry it's just a preference it's like all right well yeah. fuck you That's but so um on your day-to-day like pick up some, if you can if you have the time and you have the capacity for it 
try some different hobbies that you normally would that would fall outside of your comfort zone because yeah. you know it sounds like some of the friends you have are perpetuating on this like toxic Get away from those friends, man. That like they yeah. they perpetuate this ideology that like Asian men are unfuckable, but there are a lot of women out there too who don't hold those ideas. And yeah, you know, life short. Try a lot of different things. I fucking took like a ceramics pottery class the other Did day. Did you get laid? I didn't get laid, but like you definitely <laughs> Sorry, meet. Be, you, you, it's like you'd surprise yourself because initially, uh, you know, there's activities where I'm like, oh, I would never do such a thing. Ooh, but then, I love ceramics. It's so soothing. But like doing it, yeah. you you meet other people and. Yeah. maybe i don't know it's it's a hard thing it's good advice yeah what do you do you have anything else to add to this uh i would i would literally say you i just want to reinforce because a lot of times when you bring up racist racism that exists in this country white people will be like that's not true or whatever yeah. and obviously i've never like i said i've never heard people say to my face that they don't have sex with asian men because i'm I, you know i'm not a man but um but I just want to say, I, I hear you. You're right. It exists. It's not all in your head. Yeah. And you have a valid concern. But unfortunately, there's so little you can do about the fucking way this world works in that aspect. Right. You can also... And like, the, this also, is something... And this is something that... Uh, it, it takes up a lot of your emotional space. Yeah, yeah. You and don't let feel it go, and man. don't feel free to express it to people. Yeah, because talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it on a date. Cut like, out your fucking weird friends. Yeah, those friends are fucking toxic. Also, you can just go to Asia and sleep with them. Jesus. That's that's the wrong advice, huh? <laughs> All right. Our next question comes from a man named Samedi Tan. And he writes that, he wrote, I'm 34 and an American-born Cambodian, raised in Minnesota, but I live in Chicago for the last 10 years. I've been married for the last five plus years to a white woman from Ohio. We have an adorable three-year-old son that looks like a toddler, Alexander Hodge or Asian Bay, long hair and all. <laughs> Last summer, my little sister got married. Typical big Asian wedding. My aunt, who is a typical Asian mom and doesn't speak English that well, went up to my wife, said hello, grabbed my wife by the upper arm and said, it looks like you gained a lot of weight and wanted to ask why. I wasn't with my wife at the time and this incident caused a lot of strife. Oh my, my wife has been dealing with a lot of health issues stemming from a difficult pregnancy that caused the weight gain and we are very proactive about it. I had to do a lot of defending my aunt at the time because I didn't want to cause a scene at the reception. But essentially, being an Asian child telling you that you're fat is sort of a way telling you that you're being noticed and sometimes a term of endearment. I told her about all the image issues I dealt with as a child and teen. And I know my aunt wasn't being negative or trying to neg my wife, but I can see my wife's side there too. My wife wanted me to confront my aunt and demand an apology and talk it over. How would you deal with this cultural issue? I felt that I was unable to convey that my aunt was trying to be negative, but I was also want to be supportive of my spouse. Also, how can I prepare for future potential issues that I think are normal? I am literally stretching in preparation to answer this question. Stretching. I'm literally stretching. This Okay, this is such a big issue for me. I have like crippling body dysmorphia because of this specific thing. Okay, okay. like I'm like, do, did your family growing up ever call you fat? Yeah, but you know, we're Asian. Like that's just, yeah, yeah. that's the cultural that's, language. It's much yeah. more, I can see how it's so much more emotional distressing for his white uh his white partner who Who's is on the receiving end of it. that well, and you're like what the fuck i don't, I don't know because i've heard it all my life and it still is so painful and devastating right it's f i'm sorry i'm like might start crying it's just the worst thing mm -hmm. and i i had a realization because i hear him saying that his aunt is like she doesn't know that it's mean and i had a realization in therapy where my therapist said 
oh no, they know it's mean. Mm. You know what I mean? Maybe it's like very like subconscious yeah but they know it's mean mm. they're doing it because it's mean mm. do you know what i mean yeah and so my reaction to when this happens to me now is when somebody like an aunt or my mom says it in public i acknowledge that there is a level of them trying to humiliate me mm. and i and i don't let it like slide i'm yeah. like I will say like that's a really mean thing to say. Yeah. And you're trying to make me feel horrible. Bad. Yeah. And you're trying to do that right now. And then they like if I say it, my I mean to my mom, she gets like so panicky. I don't mm. even know how to explain how she reacts. She's like huh, huh, and then she gets like upset at me. Mm. And I'm like, "No, I'm not I'm not saying anything mean to you. You said something mean." Right. And I'm like and then she'll like, ha like one, I remember once I said something like that to my mom and she literally started crying Yeah. and was like telling me <laughs> she spiraled so hard. Yeah. She was like, you know what? It she was literally spiraling. She was like, you, it would have been better for you if you had a white mom. I bet you just want a white mom, huh? Yeah. Is that what, and it like, she lost it. Yeah. And I was like, all I said was, Hey, that was really mean. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a hard place to be in because for Samedi, like he obviously cares very much about his wife yeah. and understands like how p hurtful it is to hear something like that yeah but then it feels like he also wants it. to be it's a good, asian thing he just wants to be like a good member of his asian family and respect your and elders respect your elders but you know what i totally agree with respecting your elders and not talking back to them and i i find it a very helpful part that, of my life that i was raised with so much respect for my older right. family members but it does toe the line of like abusive because they know that they can get away with it and they know that they're allowed to hurt you and right. like destabilize you emotionally and it's almost like kind of like a weird game with them i think yeah you I know mean, I, you look like you're no 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 oh, okay i thought no, you were I'm like not disagreeing not with you no and I f but it's but it is interesting maybe maybe my advice to him would just be like hey that was a really mean thing to say don't go like side with the aunt not side without side with no, the wife with the wife yeah you, like you like maybe not say you're just saying that on purpose to hurt her feelings just say hey that was a very mean thing to say period That's totally it. totally i i would have done the same thing i would side with my wife on this one um although i don't know if i would go so far as to assume that the aunt knew that she was being abusive or being mean i mean that's just mm. my opinion however yeah this is something that i've i think going forward you'll just need to accept is that your aunt she's not as tapped into american culture and so there are different cultural ways there's different ways of communicating yeah and it's it's the challenge of being an Asian American, but it's also one of the advantages we have as being Asian American is that we know we know about our Asian heritage and our Asian practices, and we also know about American culture yeah. and like the way to communicate American culture. And I think yes. there's pros and cons to both, mm -hmm. and you can yeah you you just pick and choose, cherry pick between both, and create a meaningful life for yourself that works within your system of beliefs. Yeah, and in the case of this, you you you're hesitant to speak to your aunt and demand an apology or just say hey i just want to let you know what you said to my wife that was very disrespectful let me explain why because you know the aunt is not going to take it well it's similar to how your she's mom reacted yes she's, she's gonna spiral for sure and you just that's just something we have to accept as asian americans because yeah. we know that 
that reaction of just being like you're being so fucking disrespectful i was just trying to speak in this way mm-hmm. i'm just i'm ex- i wouldn't say you're fat if i didn't even care about you it's because yeah. i care about it's you so that abusive right yeah and that's just that's just a side effect you have to accept but you know in yourself that you have that advantage of knowing how to empathize in a western way and an eastern way mm-hmm. and that's you know that impulse is in you to be like yeah i should side with my wife on this one because that's wrong like calling out yeah, anyone is fat like that's it comes from a and negative also, place we know like you know i know when i've gained weight i don't need your fucking help tell right. me you know what i mean i can right. see i have a mirror you know yeah. like but um, on the flip side there are certain aspects like yes that's a flaw of the way uh, asian families asian society communicates yeah. but on the flip side like you can also practice that on yourself where there are values that have been ingrained in us through mm-hmm. an asian upbringing that we can criticize our white western american upbringing because yeah. there's certain aspects about american culture that are super fucked up and i'm like very fucked up they, they could this could be more asian and it would be better yeah right yeah that's a that's a really good point like these issues that happen in asian society it's it, it is like <laughs> it is a gift to be asian american and be able to pick the pros and cons like what you were saying yeah and but you know what in this specific scenario i would say this is what i would do yeah i would say side with your wife yeah she's right then tell just say just say something i feel like the for me i feel like the best response would be keep it as minimal and clean just be like tell your aunt that was very mean what you said was very mean yeah nothing you know what i mean like mm. don't even try to explain it just be like that was very mean and yeah. it hurt my wife's feelings yeah that's what i would do yeah but you know she's probably gonna get upset but you have to take uh yeah. just accept like you know you're doing the right thing within your own value system of being an asian american and you know that you're obviously gonna if you have kids like does he say he has kids yes yeah you know that you child right like you know like to your own children you're gonna raise them in a way to not speak like that to other people yeah yeah it's unacceptable man it's it's so such bs it's just like i you know i i've been in that situation and i'm like you know what you're just trying to like fuck with me right i don't i know you don't think they're trying to fuck with you but all right should we answer another question let's do it okay the last question no this is the second to last one okay so young me um you, you, this was actually directed to you. Okay. So this was from Instagram and someone wrote, Hey guys, great fun podcast. Curious to young me. Not sure if your son is too young, but how do you talk to him about your adult life, etc.? Like drugs, sex, etc.? Or will you venture to that later in his life when he is older? So, okay. So there, those are like very different, to- you know, like, okay, adult topics with my son. Right. Basically, okay. So sex, apparently, I think now there's like research that shows that children should know about basic knowledge of sex age appropriate information right as they grow up it shouldn't all just be like nothing 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 and then when you're 13 vagina penis you know like (laughs) so so now there's i thought that babies came out of uh anuses until like eighth grade that makes sense because you you know you don't have a vagina so you're like where would they come out of (laughs) the butthole the butthole yeah um so now sex education in texas is just fucked up (laughs) (laughs) and my parents never talked to me about it but uh now there's like age appropriate books for he's five years old so they have like just it's like it is sex education but it's appropriate yeah for him you know it doesn't wow really at five yeah there's like books and stuff for children jesus just because like so basically (laughs) you learn as you get older they you know like 
things. You, like, I, 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 I've never even, I don't think I've, I, like this was in school, right? Yeah, so yeah. I don't, but I um have not really, ha- I, I think they discussed it in school one day and then he came home and the teacher was like, you might get some questions. But mm. I, I was just like, you know, do you, did you talk about like this? I don't know if they even called it sex. And did you want to like talk about anything? You're already like and treating it with like, delicacy no. the way you're talking. Like, did you talk about this? Yeah, no, but like he was just like, no. So I feel like maybe <laughs> I, I sense that he was maybe a little uncomfortable. Maybe it was like uncomfortable for him. Yeah, it was of something course. that he doesn't really understand. So I was like, five, okay, yeah. if he asks me, I'll talk to him. But he's not asking me. Who cares? About my own sex life, like how I talk on the podcast. I don't think I'm going to ever... <laughs> talk to me you know about that maybe when he's an adult and sure like my mom did that to me and like i thought i was handling it okay and then now i'm like i don't know um drugs uh, i would i am very i don't believe drugs are bad and i don't respect the law when it comes to the drug aspect so i will probably tell him something like this is this it's illegal but i don't believe it's wrong like i would say it like that yeah um obviously i don't do drugs around him yeah oh well i mean i did the mushrooms but that was like you know I don't, is this bad <laughs> am i gonna <laughs> get arrested <laughs> like you know but like i wasn't fucked up or anything right and it like whatever yeah um i know i said i was but i wasn't and <laughs> uh like and, and then i remember when we when i was married my ex-husband would this is when he would smoke a lot of weed right so it was always around mm-hmm and he <laughs> and i was just like very ca- like i don't it's in the process of being legalized anyway mm-hmm. throughout the country so sure. by the time he's an adult i'm sure no one's gonna care right but i was just like oh daddy's smoking weed oh and you would say that I, yeah i would just be like that's daddy's weed like because i don't oh. want is that is that bad no now there's, see, there's okay. no there's no right or wrong like, i would just be like you're oh just, that's daddy's that's weed don't touch daddy's to, weed yeah, it's hot you're, or whatever you're right. transparent and open about it yeah and but then <laughs> then once he like started he picked up a chopstick and he was like smoking it oh. um, for, like pretend smoking and i was like what are you doing and he was like i'm smoking from the weed and i was like <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe i shouldn't don't say that in school <laughs> like i'm like you know i'm not gonna have a problem if he smokes weed there's nothing wrong with smoking fucking weed you know yeah. I, i'm gonna be sad if he does hard drugs right but i, I don't you know i'm i'm convinced like we've talked about this that drug dependency is an emotional thing it's Mm -hmm. like an emotional issue yeah so i would be more concerned that he's feeling something very Mm -hmm. intense Mm -hmm. and i would get to the bottom of what the emotional problem is but i wouldn't be like there's something wrong with you because you're fucking snorting cocaine or whatever right right. what's going on that's causing you to do that yeah No, there's there's no right or wrong, Yangmi. I think yeah. you're you're just you've accepted that you're going to keep a very communicative and transparent also children um, even exchange though, with with Mino. Yeah, even children when they're very young, they show you what they can handle and can't handle. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if like the sex thing when he talked about it in school, and I was like, hey, did you want to ask me? Qu-? And he was like, I could see him being like, oh, like do you know what I mean? And I was like, right, okay, you know he's probably in school like they send us videos he's very comfortable with his teachers and yeah. his classmates but with me we have a different Dynamic. relationship so i don't you yeah know, i'm just i just like take cues from his emotion his reactions that's it totally yeah all right and our uh this last question is more it's it's more directed to me and Ooh, it'll become nice. self-evident Uh-oh. Uh, so <laughs> this is a uh, another instagram dm and it is a uh, hi. I'm on episode two of this podcast, and LOL, the ED story 
ED, erectile dysfunction, was very relatable as I was going. So I think this is me and not you, young me. Um, <laughs> I was very relatable as I was going out with this guy that recurringly had issues. Mm-hmm. But he would just brush it off as he was just too tired, drank too much, etc., etc. But he legit had real problems and oh. didn't want to admit it. Oh. I'm debating forwarding this him as a supportive resource. <gasps> but I don't know if that would be helpful or a call out. I don't want him to feel more insecure. What are your thoughts? Also, Youngmi has a very soothing voice. Okay, Ooh. cool. So just fucking call me out for whatever I'm my issues and tell <laughs> me I have a horrible voice. Um, no, I'm just kidding. So uh, first and foremost, I think this is, uh, yeah, I mean, I appreciate you reaching out. And, you know, this is, uh, ED is just like such a sensitive thing for yeah. a lot of guys and um, i just want to say before you start we've had a lot of emails <laughs> vi- from women did i said this last time right I oh so, i did yeah. I, t- I told nancy yeah that women reaching out yeah about their boyfriends or people men they're having sex with right and so that's how sensitive it is men won't even reach I, out yeah be- and it is hard because a lot of our society just a lot of our masculinity we feel has to come through our penises yeah. and like how well it works or how well we fuck. Yeah. And, um, but it sounds like, you know, you're being really sensitive and, uh, understanding and patient through your boyfriend's process. Mm. You know, I think the best piece of advice is that this is something my therapist recommended and it's been helpful is that if you think that, uh, if you think it's like a psychological problem, I would just recommend taking sex off of the table altogether and like be explicit about it because a lot of performance anxiety which can lead to erectile dysfunction it like occurs due to uh like self-imposed pressures that the 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 male like the guy will put on himself to perform and like i don't know what how communicative or open you are with your partner but um i think you should just reassure that you enjoy his companionship outside of sex Mm. because that always is that's always nice to hear uh just between two human beings right but if you take sex off of the table and you say hey i'm down to hang out tonight but just so you know like let's just hang out let's not let's not even have sex tonight yeah more in my experience that would usually lead to sex because i just don't i'm not even i'm not even thinking about it you know it would relax you yeah like i'm not even thinking about it preemptively Mm. and if we don't, then that's fucking great too because we were supposed we were just gonna hang out and I just want to connect with you, yeah, regardless of the sexual intimacy. Mm, yeah, that's good. So advice. I think that like if it's a psychological thing, just hang out with this person and yeah. be explicit and say, hey, I don't want to do anything sexual. Yeah, and if they're not willing to be like, fuck you, like I want, then they're a shitty person. Yeah, so that's like that's more along the advice that you'd have for men who. Are ha- are experiencing this issue yeah and like yeah. tell it to your part tell it to your yeah. girlfriends or the toilet girl you're seeing like well, yeah. hey like i'm nervous i have issues with uh performance anxiety erectile dysfunction i'm pretty sure it's psychological do you mind if we hang out but we just take sex off of the table tonight yeah and if they're not willing to understand that then yeah. fuck them well, they're not a, you don't want to be with them and can i ask because we get so much feedback from women you yeah. know the partners what what's your advice for the women you said that said that tell them suggest to them and and then reassure to them like hey i like hanging out with you Mm -hmm. regardless of the sex Mm. and it'll take this will take as long as it needs to take oh so the women oh and then women can just suggest let's take sex. but i don't want you to say that don't if you're a woman don't say that if you don't mean it like Mm. you know like if you really if you really are if you think you can be patient through this then express it yeah and like it just eliminate all of the stress 
because as guys like we hype this up and we create these mm-hmm. uh, these side these excuses that are like oh i'm too tired i'm too drunk like this never happens if it fucking happens it fucking happens but yeah. there's there's ways to work through it with a partner and it's not the end of the world like it's not something to be ashamed of yeah what are you what about what about like men who are going through this and it isn't psychological yeah so that's what i was gonna say next oh, okay, is sorry. like if it is physiological then um then just take there's medication out there Yeah, don't be embarrassed go to a doctor no live your full life man right nothing to be ashamed of no there's there's plenty of medication out there like i have guy friends who are my age and a few of them have prescriptions to hymns which is like generic viagra hymns really yeah that's what that is that's what it is i did not know that was yeah that. i mean it's it, I it was like vitamins well something. that's the thing they conceal it in ah. very vague branding that appeals to millennials mm. because it's still quote-unquote embarrassing to ah, have these issues i did not know that's what that was right. what's hers then hers is for women who low sex drive low sex drive oh, wow yeah yeah i literally thought it was vitamins right <laughs> so stupid and you know for me it's uh i've made a lot of progress in this realm mm-hmm. in terms of partners and uh even with the last person that i had sex with like i told her i was very open about it i was like hey um you know you've been very patient and mm-hmm. i'm getting really frustrated because i like you so much and i can't i just feel like i'm mm-hmm. not able to fully express that mm-hmm. and you know i have a friend who has a prescription to viagra uh do you mind if i take half of the lowest dose and let's just see what happens mm-hmm. and then she was like yeah that's great let's just take it and it was really reassuring that i could be open about this and mm-hmm. have experienced no scrutiny or judgment mm. and she was like yeah take half and then if that doesn't work then we'll just try again and we'll take a full one and then i took half of it and it wasn't i don't even think i needed it that's how i knew it was psychological because yeah for you it's definitely just right and i took i took half of it and we had it was great like uh, we had we you know we had sex it was amazing and even after i had finished that's when i really felt the full effects because like when you take viagra it, it increases blood flow throughout your entire body Mm -hmm. and you can kind of feel your heart pumping a little bit harder and that's when i knew i was like okay um to me this is less physiological because we just had sex and i don't even i'm still feeling like the full effects of this prescription and it takes like 30 minutes to kick in so you had sex before it actually i think it it really kicked in yeah interesting so it's all psychological you're like now i can do it yeah but it was like a placebo effect or something my my sex life has become so much healthier since kind of just owning it and Mm. not being ashamed and you know it it goes back to mike's earlier question about i'm just being authentic and i'm being honest and if you if this is something that bothers you and that's okay like i understand how some women might not be comfortable with their partner's needing like viagra or needing extra assistance in the bedroom Mm -hmm. because sex could be very important to them and they don't have the emotional space to support that yeah that's okay but i just know that okay if that's the space you're in then maybe we're just not compatible i can't have such a hard time thinking that somebody would have a problem with that but obviously there are people who are have different brains than i do right but yeah that's great advice brian yeah yeah i think that caps it off for us right that's it yeah. So, guys, thank you so much. Thank um, you so much for their questions. You know, we ran, great. we ran out of time and we have more to get through, but maybe, maybe, maybe we'll we make this. Once in a while. Maybe we'll do this like a once a month or once every two months sort of thing. Yeah. We'll work it out. Let us know what you guys think about this episode. Yeah. And uh, follow us on Instagram at Feeling Asian Podcast. 
Yeah, and if you have, if this is this uh, episode has inspired you with your own oh, questions, yeah. send us more questions at feelingasianpodcast at gmail dot com. And follow Brian on Instagram at it's Brian Park, and follow Young Me on Instagram at YM Mayor. Chaotic, chaotic legend. Chaotic legend. <laughs> uh, are we missing anything? Is that it? No, that's it. Great. Bye. We Bye. love you. We love you. Bye, guys. <laughs>